Hey, lady, welcome back to the Lioness Method podcast for female business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders who are passionate about growing their leadership skills, building amazing teams, and solving real life problems with a growth mindset. I'm your host, Narissa Sue, and today we're going to be speaking to my amazing friend, Lane Kennedy. Uh, Lane is today's no nonsense, modern day calm maker. And that is not an understated statement there. She's, I feel calmer already. She's not your ordinary meditation teacher. She's a holistic partner, practitioner, mindfulness teacher, DNA nerd, and host of Recover Like a Mother. So welcome, Lane. Uh, so good to be with you, Narissa. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Oh my gosh. I was so excited to do this because I feel mm-hmm. like um, I, I had the opportunity to be on your podcast, Recover Like a Mother. And uh, it's just been so much fun. I think we vibe really well together. And I am even more excited to learn more about you today. So yeah, it's really nice to meet people in the online world and then create a relationship with them, right? It's very different than when you meet somebody out in the world, the grocery store, at the park or the library, right? It's just such an interesting experience. So I'm really grateful. Me too. This has been so much fun. And I think it's, we met on Clubhouse uh, and we've been able to kind of take some things off the app, right? And and start creating some new fun things together. So I am super grateful for that. All right. Well, I would love to just take a deep dive because there is so much uh, that you offer and uh, and just kind of start with uh, who you serve and and how you serve them. Yes. So I used to serve everybody. And then I realized, um, I really enjoy working with mothers. I really see epic shifts when I work with mothers. I strongly believe that when you support the mother and help her facilitate change in her life, not only does her change, her life change, but her family dynamics change, her relationships with uh, her colleagues, career changes, uh, her relationship with the barista changes, uh, (laughs) everybody, it changes. So I now predominantly work with mothers, uh, creating a very calm, stable, serene life. Oh, I love that. And your voice is just so calming already. Um, but I love what, what you're saying. I, I think that's such a gem. You start right off with just saying like mothers are really the center, right? They're the hub. They're the, the anchor of the family, the rock that's kind of grounding the family. So what a beautiful thing to really provide the support for, for moms in recovery and probably just moms in general, right? That are not aware. Yeah. Yeah. Moms in general. And there's something about also, you know, sometimes people were like, oh, why can't you help me? I'm not a mom. Yes, I can help you. Right. <laughs> but I love working with mothers because it, I'm just going to take this as an example. As a single entrepreneur, 
right? Your life is going to be affected by a mother at some point in your life. So I'm going to help that mother. I'm going to help you as well. So you can live these really happy, easy lives. Uh, Sometimes people get a little like, why can't you help me too? I can, but I love working with mothers. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And it, it really is um, one of those things where um, it doesn't have to be just only, right. It's not only, I only work with mothers. It's like, no, if you're interested in working with, with me, you're drawn to that, then there's a connection then yes, for sure. So I love that. So you have done so many amazing things. You're on your fourth podcast and it sounds like you've had several iterations of your business that you're running. Um, so what are the, the, some of the challenges that you've had to overcome personally in order to become an entrepreneur and just use your voice to, you know, get where you are today? I think it's, uh, defining and redefining. Uh, we live in a world now where technology, like we're in technology, we're in Instagram, we're in LinkedIn, we're in social media, right? So these platforms are defining us and, I've had to redefine who I want to be. And that's been a real big uh, journey. You know, I thought I was going to be this, right? I was a coach for entrepreneurs for many years. And yes, I loved it. Uh, And I watched people grow their businesses and help them grow their businesses. Uh, But it wasn't really fulfilling to me. And then I went down the the health path and helped uh, people like realign their health. And I became a functional nutritionist and I I love nutrition, but again, wasn't really fulfilling me. Um, So when I accidentally landed uh, in mindfulness, I I was kind of blown away. I was like, this is what I'm going to be doing. And it was so easy. And then I saw immediate results with my students and my clients. Uh, but more importantly, I saw results with myself because mm. right? I had to start here. I have to start within me. Uh, so it's been this re again, I just go back to defining and redefining who I want to be and who I want to serve. Uh, because at the end of the day, I have to be able to, uh, make change or help facilitate change in someone's life. And I want to do that the least or the most um, effortless. Mm, I love that. And I was always trying before. I was always like, oh, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to have to have that kind of feeling. I want to just. The like, struggle of it all. Yeah. yeah right. I, there's no more struggle. No more struggle. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. I love that. And there's a couple of things that you said. You said mindfulness was easy, right? Is it's easy, but I want to point out that it's not easy for everybody, right? And so, what I feel like you've been on this journey where you've kind of really honed on, honed in on your superpower, and um, I think that might be useful for the woman who's listening. Uh, that sometimes it's the things that are easy for us that are that are that are hard for others and and that's what our natural gifts are and we often overlook the things that are easy for us as not being valuable because it comes to us you know almost second nature right but it's so valuable to other people it's so valuable to other people and i love that you've stepped into that um fully 
Yeah, I think I was in my late 20s and I used to have these like little gatherings and uh, of women and some men uh, and we would like meditate and drink tea and uh, it, it would just grow naturally. People would just start coming over and, and it was really easy, but I, I, I didn't really connect the dots, like how people were enjoying this and being fulfilled by it. Right. It, it took me another 20 years of going through all these different paths to come back to, oh, that's all I have to do is just open my mouth and <laughs> share a message and then everything changes. I love that. Mm -hmm. and I guess that leads me to my, my next question, which you just sort of started explaining, but how, how do you get inspiration and maintain your clarity for what you do? Because in the mindfulness category and being able to stay so calm, you know, I know that you're a mom yourself, you're running, you know, different businesses, you're working on a million things. Like, what is it for you that keeps you inspired and, and maintaining this, this magnificent calm that you have? So we can all feel it coming through in your voice right now. Yeah, the inspiration is I meditate. Mm. Like that that's it. My inspiration comes from my practice. Uh, if I'm not practicing, if I'm not in it, then I'm stagnant and I can't serve and I feel uh, crispy and edgy and anxious. And so as soon as I start to feel my stomach get tight, uh, I know that there's no inspiration and that I need to practice. Mm. Uh, so a lot of times I can go on a walk like before our time together, I took a walk and I didn't plug in. I just took a walk, right? Because a lot of times what I'll do is I, call, I have to listen to a book. I have to be learning. I have to be inspired uh, by uh, a podcast or someone else. And so the walk allowed me just to be in the moment. And that is inspiring like just being in the present moment, watching my dogs get all twisted up in their leashes and I'm just laughing at them. Uh, <laughs> so I think the inspiration uh, comes when I pause, when I practice, when I'm not thinking about other things. I hope that answers your question. No, that totally does. And I think that it's also very beautiful because we keep you keep pointing back to the simplicity. Sorry, my son's in the background. He's at home today. <laughs> so we're going to have some real life interruptions. He's slamming the door and screaming in the background. <laughs> um, but I... But just I was having this conversation actually with a friend today and I was just, you know, talking about how keeping things so clean and simple is such a beautiful way to live because it really does bring that peace and calm to us and, and clarity so we can make decisions. And um, no, I don't think I would give my peace away for anybody at this point. It's like it's there's nothing that's, that is worth that. And I also love the awareness where you're talking about you said, when I feel my stomach get tight, I know it's time to do my practice. And I know that the woman that's listening right now is probably like, oh, yeah, sometimes maybe that's what that is, that tightness in my body. So I love that self-awareness. And um, and for the person listening, then you know. It's taken a long time. <laughs> it's taken a long time for me to get that. <laughs> I love that. But that's a real gem right there. It's just that awareness. And 
and knowing that the person listening can can gain that awareness by working with you in, in meditation and and you also do breath work too i love that mm-hmm. big fan um, of the breath work yes we're all about breath work we have that in common too um so I know that you've also had to pivot lots because it sounds like, you know, you have gone through working through, um, you said you were working with entrepreneurs and now you're dedicated to working with moms. So what role has adaptability played uh, in your success? It's huge. I think for when I was in the entrepreneur space, I really held on to it. Right. I ran that podcast for like five years. I was in a huge mastermind. I was paying lots of money. I was on the track, right? I was doing all of everything. It was hard hustle. And I wasn't happy or fulfilled. Mm. And uh, I had to have like a, like a hard talk with myself. Like I had to really come to like, is this really it? Like I'm working so hard and this is it. And so adaptability has allowed me to um, not judge myself. You know, I, I could have easily gone down like, oh, you're just such a failure. And, you know, had the shame spiral. But mm-hmm. what I did instead is that I invited that part of my world, those, that crew, that tribe of people into you know, my next thing that I was doing, which was wellness and nutrition. And then they got to, um, they had the opportunity to learn about <laughs> their microbiome and they got to learn about, um, you know, what to put in their body in order to sleep. And so th- it was an educational process. Uh, and I think that has allowed me to, um, kind of stay connected to the tribe that I've built over the years. And it's, it's nothing to, you know, it's a lot of people have, I I love when people say unsubscribe, Um, (laughs) not interested. This isn't the content that I signed up for, but it really just shows me like, um, I can keep moving my life forward and being adaptable and the people who are going to want to work with me or want my message or want to live a calm life, they're going to follow me. And those who are not are going to drop off. No, fa- no harm, no foul. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Uh, I actually appreciate it when somebody unsubscribes because I don't want them, like the message that I put out, the content that I put out has value to it. And so if I'm landing in their inbox and they're like, uns- it like hurts me. <laughs> but but then the on when they unsubscribe i'm like oh thank you it's so free i love yes yeah that that's amazing i actually i had a client that i worked with a woman that was in an a woman that had her own business and she actually we worked together specifically because of the email issue and she Mm -hmm. said you know narissa every single time somebody unsubscribes it like it hurts me that I feel the rejection, right? So the way that you just described uh, the the allowing, the letting go of what uh, doesn't fit is so, so perfect, right? Because it really is like approaching, approaching it with the attitude of, of gratitude, really like, okay, thank you for identifying yourself as somebody who is not meant for me, right? So yeah. it's not necessarily a rejection. It's just uh, not a fit, right? It's not a preference. I, I don't want to drink Dr. Pepper. 
right? I don't want that in my refrigerator. Okay. I don't need it. Right. It, it, like that's how I think about it. It's like somebody else loves Dr. Pepper though. So they're going to mm -hmm. have their refrigerator stocked with it. But <laughs> yeah, there's just something about, again, knowing the value that I put out, the content that I put out, the creativity that I share with my ladies. Um, it's, it's going to touch those ladies that need it. I love that. And it, it is, it's really about finding your tribe. And it sounds like, um, you know, they have evolved with you over time. Yeah. Um, I, that kind of brings me to a question too, as far as, you know, growing a tribe over time and, mm -hmm. and knowing when, like, how do you know what subject matter you're going to share with your tribe? Because you, you have so many, you, oh, you ask, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally ask them. I ask them. Yeah. I'm very like, upfront about it. Um, because I don't want to be writing for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So a good example is somebody wanted me to, uh, talk about, I'm just going to use this example, the microbiome and how it relates to uh, depression. Okay. All right. Max, then. You're being too I'll give you that information. Love, um, somebody wanted to know about I had somebody uh, ask me about st like stress. How can I manage my stress? Right. So Max, I did turn off the an TV, episode please? about, you know, five. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to pause? No, it's okay. Do you need to pause, Narissa? Okay. Oh, no, I'm okay. Um, so I, you know, wrote the art. Okay. I'm like, I'm hearing you talk to him. And I'm like, are we on this? <laughs> Oh, sorry. Um, so I wrote a specific article for her. That's okay. So I wrote an article for her, but it went out to everybody. Right. So I, and if it's, it has to be around the subject matters that I am an expert around as well. Like I'm not going to write about bicycles, right? I'm, that's not going to be my thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will, you know, share content around health and wellness, you know, your DNA, epigenetics, uh, the way the neurobiology of your brain and the calmness and, you know, stress, like I can share all that kind of stuff, but my people kind of know that that's what I'm going to be sharing about. I love that. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I thought I muted my mic because he's just that's jumping okay. off the couch. <laughs> he broke a glass. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, this good. is what happens when you're mm -hmm. working from home. So a total yeah. example of it. I love, I, I love the depth of the of your knowledge because you are so knowledgeable in, in different areas. And I think it it all kind of relates to like this holistic wellness, which which I love. Um but I know that your specialty, one of your specialties is really mindfulness. And uh, what are some, some tips that you can share for us to bring more calm into, into a mother's life and just in general that you'd want to share? Well, like I had mentioned earlier, just unplugging, right? Like I went on that walk without my phone. I didn't listen to a podcast or an audiobook. Or I didn't make a phone call to a girlfriend, right? I was just in the present moment. And I think that that one tip can change someone's life. But here's the thing. We don't do it. We say, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. But then we, 
then we realize we have our phone in our back pocket and then we plug in. It becomes an unconscious thing, the phone, the attachment to the phone. So I'm really strongly always suggesting just to hide the phone, just put it in a drawer so you don't even see it. Like, you, because- Out of sight, out of mind, just put it away. Right, because the brain is going to hijack you. It's just, that's the way it is. It's addicted to it. Um, and addiction, as we know, <laughs> is is uh, going to get what it wants. So hide the phone. Uh, the other thing that I always share with people is just looking at something green, natural, green grass, green trees, green flowers, green stems, green uh, broccoli, green. Uh, the color green uh, triggers our brain, makes us feel better. So green. And then I think my third tip is listening to music that you love. Hence, you do need your phone or you could sit in your car or uh, you can turn on the music in your house. But listening to music can bring us into that present moment like that. And then what it will do is that it will play with your emotions. So if you, let's say when you were growing up, uh, you used to listen to, I don't even know, who'd you listen to when you were um, growing up? I listen, I'm from Seattle, so I listen to like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Okay, that's, and, that's a perfect yeah. example, right? So yeah. uh, you throw on, you know, Pearl Jam and A, it triggers that em emotional connection to that time, which you get happy about. But then you can your your brain will start daydreaming and going in and out of those memories, which is good. And then you're in the present moment, right? So it'll bounce back and forth, and then you come back to the moment. So you can play with the, the music selection that you choose, uh, and that can be really fun. And it'll drop your heart rate, uh, your mind and your mood will start changing. But music is so key, especially, again, I always go back to music that you grew up with. Yeah, I love that so much. I think music is so healing. And mm -hmm. I am, I 100% I, I subscribe to that. And even like, uh, do you ever use like binaural beats or the different, um, is it the uh, archipelago? Yep. That, I, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Yep. But all the different yep. hurts. All the different hurts. Yes. So in meditation, I will do that. But for mindfulness practice, no. Mm. Uh, I really keep it, the two separate. Uh, but for a meditation practice, absolutely. That, that's a good question. What's the difference between mindfulness and med meditation? Mindfulness is, a. I always like to say it's a way of living. Um, it's being in the present moment. Meditation is a practice and you can pay a lot of money to get that practice. You can get trained in practice. Uh, you can watch YouTube to get practices. Uh, you can listen to somebody to get a practice, but mindfulness is really being in that present moment. Amazing. I love that. And, um, and also I know that the mindfulness, um, and well, I guess I was, the next question I had was more about your podcast too, because mm -hmm. I love the Recover Like a Mother podcast. And I know we're kind of talking about mindfulness today, but I think it's also um, important to mention the work that you're doing there, because I love that you're working with mothers in recovery. Can you tell mm -hmm. us more about that uh, project? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when the pandemic hit, I, I'm sober a long time and I had this aha moment of there are women who are drinking, uh, who are putting their kids in their rooms and locking them in the rooms and, uh, wives are getting beaten and like, I know this is happening. And so I have been very quiet about my recovery for many, many years. I haven't really talked about it publicly. And for the last maybe five years, there's been this big surge of recovery in the online space. Again, how we opened up our conversation, uh, things are changing. And I think it was this, there's an opportunity for me to show recovery and to share recovery right now to help more women. And so uh, Recover Like a Mother was born. Uh, It's really focusing on, again, the mother who, you know, she might be looking at sobriety. Uh, She may be 10 years sober and she's kind of tired of her sobriety. Uh, So what does she do? How does she like get to the next level in her life? I think there's also some of the conversations that I'm having there is that, you know, we get sober and then it's like, well, now what? There's a lot of now what? Uh, And Mm -hmm. this goes back to that redefining yourself. And in recovery, we're allowed to do that over and over and over again. So those mm-hmm. are the conversations that I'm having over at Recover Like a Mother that have been really enjoyable and inspiring. Uh, I was just talking to someone today and she said, incredible. You know, the, the, the episode that you just released was incredible. And, <laughs> and it, was, it was an incredible episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Every woman that I've had on as, you know, just have been incredible speakers. Yeah. So it's been really, really fun. And then in between, I get to weave in, you know, health stuff or sleep stuff, which Mm -hmm. is great too. Yeah. I love that. And it it is, it's so timely and it's, it's needed, right? Because all the other moms that I talk to, they're all struggling with something right now. Right. And I think, um, so recovery can mean a lot of different things. And I think, as moms, I think just having voices out in the world, hearing other mothers talk about openly and very frankly, being vulnerable about the struggles that they're having is so incredibly powerful because I think um, early motherhood can feel incredibly isolating, whether you have family around you or not, right? You need other mothers. Like we definitely need that community. And and we also need to know that we're not crazy. <laughs> yes. So. I love that, that you're giving moms a voice. Yes. And and it is, there is something about that. You know, there's a difference between somebody having a 24 year old and a two year old, Mm -hmm. but they're both experiencing recovery, right? They're, they're both going through motherhood. They're both Mm -hmm. trying to be their best selves. So how do they do that? That's what these conversations are about. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it, it really is a range. But I think, um, I guess I mentioned new moms because I have a lot of friends that are new moms in my life. Yeah. And I feel like when I was a new mom, my lifeline was having other mothers who were way ahead of me 
to give me to share their wisdom, right? And to be there to to shine the light and be like, it's not going to be like this forever. <laughs> it just <laughs> changes. Gonna, yeah, it just changes constantly. So if it's good, enjoy it. If it's terrible, yeah. it's going to pass in just a moment, right? That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. Well, what are, um, just speaking of kind of going back to your business, I guess, because you had talked about kind of moving through different transitions and things. Um, how do you, or what are some things that you have done that were beneficial to you in making those transitions? Networking. Not working. <laughs> okay. Networking. Seriously. Networking. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talked about that mastermind that I was in. And, you know, I paid a lot of money to be a part of it. But those people, if I need something, they're like, sure, what do you need? Like, let's do it. Uh, really keeping those connections going. Uh, so I think that's been really, really beneficial. Uh, and then having an assistant. Like, she's been with me for like 10 years. And she just keeps things going. <laughs> She's, she's, she's watched all the iterations and, uh, she cheers me on and she keeps me organized when I can't be, uh, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, what is happening? Uh, and you know, she kind of stepped up and was like, okay, I've got this. So having somebody uh, in the back to support the work that I do has been really, really extremely important. So I think those two things have, have made the transitions easier to move through. Beautiful. I love that advice. I know the person listening is probably like, oh, I, I just, I should get an assistant. That was our cure to go ahead and hire yeah. somebody to help out. And there's yeah. so many, here, here's something else. So there, there are so many mothers, I'm just going to plug the moms, uh, who would love to work 10 hours right? They, they, they want to do something when they're like taking care of their toddler. They, you know, they, they, they're not working full time anymore. And now they're like, what am I going to do? Give them an opportunity, right? Go into those boss mom groups and find a mom that will help you. And she will be so happy and you will be so happy. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It really is all about just making the connections. Again, that's mm -hmm. how we how we met as well. And just being yeah. willing to support, right? I think yeah. the biggest part of networking that I found is the willingness to give uh, and just give and give from your overflow. I mean, you don't want to give from a place where you feel exhausted or um, like over giving, um, which I'm like, can you do that? I'm like, yes, as a codependent, I can over give. <laughs> Yes. But um, or previous code codependent, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just the willingness to give and and just to like you said, I love that you said that your assistant cheers you on because we need women in our corner to cheer us on, mm -hmm. and I think that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, is is women learning how to be in community with each other without competition. There's no you know egos. It's like let's figure out how to help each other and help each other win. Right. And, and ultimately that supports our, our families and our communities. And, and it just makes it a lot more fun. It's so much easier. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. 
Like bring, bring on the ease. Yes. Yeah. It's all about yeah. drop the struggle. And I think mm -hmm. it really is about, again, just keeping it really simple and clean. Mm -hmm. Love that. Well, I want to be really mindful of your time. I know that we've been uh, chatting for a while. So I have one more question for you, or actually maybe two, if you are okay. good. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, awesome. So what's your biggest challenge right now with your business that if it were solved, you'd be able to earn more money, have more time or freedom? And I guess which one of those three is most important to you right now? Biggest challenge. Uh, biggest challenge. I don't. More time, maybe. But then it's not really that because I have time. Mm. My son is in camp right now, so that's not really the excuse. Um, mm. I'm networking, so I'm making great connections. Biggest challenge. Biggest challenge biggest challenge finding uh yes finding podcasts to be on as a guest <laughs> but but then that's not really a challenge because i just found an incredible service to join mm. right so it's like what the challenge i don't, I don't have any challenges right now riz i don't okay well hey like, that's all right that's that's good i love that that's amazing yeah i mean everything is kind of in the flow and mm -hmm. I, I think that is something to take note of. Mm -hmm. Like I enjoy the little obstacles that I have to go through every day. Uh, I enjoy the work that I'm doing. So there's not really any big challenges. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's an honor. It's a privilege to do the work that I do now. Uh, one of the challenges, here's something, the city of San Francisco um, is not open yet. And that's a big challenge because they're one of my clients and I'm like, come on, can you open up yet now? Like, can, can you, can you bring me back? I'm, I'm ready. So that's a challenge, but I'm like, they know that I'm here. So when they're ready, they'll say, okay, let's go. Uh, so the, maybe that challenge is like, it's not on my timeline. So I have to just pause and I have the opportunity to create other programs for other you know, companies, uh, other organizations. So I th maybe that's a challenge. It's not that's on my timeline. Fun. It's kind of a fun, it's a fun one though, right? Cause it sounds like yeah. you, you get to step into your, your creativity cause you have some extra, extra room. Right. Right. So right. Which has been really awesome. Yeah. I love that. No, that's a great answer. Thank you. And the last question is, uh, what is, what's been your biggest win lately or recently? Yes. Um, well, recently, I think it's around my son. And I won't get into details, but having, listening to myself around how to parent him. Uh, he's a neurodivergent kid and, you know, there's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of opinions on how to parent anyway or how to be a mother. And uh, I try to stay neutral or stay out of it. But recently being able to make a really clear decision, like a hell yes, I'm doing that. 
and watching it unfold and it being the right thing to do, which has been really, really, that's a, that's a win. There's like no more questioning struggle in my head. Yeah. It's, it's been really great. I love that. It sounds like you're really, she's, she's so dialed in. I know. You're so dialed in. <laughs> She's like, I've got my intuition just just dialed in. I love it. She's that's what we that's where we all want to be in that place mm-hmm. where we're just so aligned that mm-hmm. it's no longer a question, right? It's just mm-hmm. that ease that you're talking yeah. about where it, when it lines up, when things are aligned, you kind of have that flow that just goes all the way through every area of your life and allows yeah. you to just make decisions that are right for you. I love that. And for your son, your family, ultimately. It's so great. Well, awesome. Well, I um, really enjoyed our conversation. I know that um, even with the little hiccups, I know it's so funny. I'm like, my mute button didn't work, I guess. (laughs) Well, it's all right. For the future, it's all good. Um, but where can uh, where can the listeners reach you? Where's the best way to to get a hold of you to check out? Um, your offerings and your podcasts and all the goodness. Sure. Uh, so the podcast is on every podcast player. It's Recover Like a Mother. Uh, you can check out my work at lanekennedy.com or recoverlikeamother.com. Uh, both of those places will route you to me. On Instagram, it's Recover Like a Mother underscore podcast. That's where I'm hanging out these days. So you can find me. Perfect. I love that. And I'll also drop your info down in the show notes too, so they can find you there. So fun. So fun connecting with you. I always love hanging out with you, Riss. It's just, it like fills me, which is one of those things where, uh, again, it's being tuned in because I used to hang out with people just to hang out with them. I don't have to do that. I don't Mm -hmm. have to do that. Right. I get to have these opportunities to hang out with the people that I want to hang out with. It's so much more fulfilling. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you for listening all the way through to the end of our podcast today. And we would just like to thank you for your time. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button so we can continue making more great content for you. And leave a comment uh, if if you'd like. And the last thing is I always want to remind you guys to come and join us on Wednesday nights for the Breathwork Circle. It is virtual. Um, It's every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'll also drop that link in the show notes, but it is breathewithris.com. So come and get your breathwork on. And yes, come and do it. Check out Lane. She has amazing uh, meditations. You can find her on Insight Timer and all the goodness on her website. So thanks again. And until next time, uh, bye for now. Bye, guys. Bye.